What could you truly become capable of if you were living in greater resonance and synchronicity with your essence? If you were able to be aligning with your divine every day and creating from that energy, are you ready to explore and activate that? Let's get started aligning divine. Now, here's your host, soul and body coach, Keisha Clark. <laughs> oh my goodness. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in this great, big, amazing, incredibly magical world. Hello and welcome to Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark. We are here on the Inspired Choices Network and I also I'm grateful for wherever you're finding us and whenever you're finding us and and me in particular <laughs> in this 10 seconds um, on whatever platform you're finding us. And so um, we're on the Inspired Choices Network, but you might be listening on iHeartRadio or Spreaker or Spotify, and that is just so flipping cool. And I'm grateful whenever, wherever, and however you're playing that you are playing with this show, Aligning Divine, you are a contribution to these conversations, and I'm so grateful. So thank you. And um, yeah, if you have only uh, just landed on this show for the first time, I am Keisha Clark. I am a soul and body intuitive and facilitator. You could also say coach. Um, and I love to play with all things vibrational alchemy. So the alchemy of our lives is, is sort of a normal, it's, it's my normal. <laughs> the alchemy of this experience of embodiment is my normal, and I love to play with all the, the ways we can tap into it and be empowered by the joy of lining up with our essence and living it every day. So what if... A lot of us who are here right now in this moment, at this time and space on our planet Earth playground, what if we've actually come in to bring new ways to be here and play here and create here and co-create here that have little or nothing to do with what we've already done? Uh, what if you're one of those beings who wanted to play with that? And are you with that yet. <laughs> when we allow our soul to be expressing, we are in our authenticity way more. And uh, I don't know about you, if you've maybe experimented with this yet, but I find, and I also witness many others experiencing this, um, it's a whole lot more fun. It brings a whole lot of different possibilities into what is actually possible, um, into the realm of what is actually possible for us. And so what if we could create from ourselves, from our authenticity, from who we truly are, from all that we truly are, and have a whole lot of fun doing that. So that is really where Aligning Divine has come from and is coming from. That's the perspective we're playing with, um, is having the joy of lining up with your essence and living it every day. 
So welcome again. And if you would like to join us for this live show, we are live at 2 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday. So uh, look for the word chat room near the top of any screen on the Inspired Choices Network. It's in the blue bar. And you can click on that. You can enter your name or whoever you want to be today, <laughs> and you can join us in the chat room. It's a lot of fun, and there's usually some pretty cool conversations going on <laughs> in the chat room. Sometimes they are pertinent to the topic of the show that day, and sometimes they're more of a tangent that we kind of get on. And in all cases, they're they're usually really fun, and they are a contribution to the conversation that's going on. So, all right, today uh, we're actually having a conversation that could, in many respects, in, in the conventional aspects, um, could be a very heavy kind of conversation. And yet, I have uh, just recently, quite literally speaking, <laughs> in the last few weeks, I have um, had the amazing honor and privilege um, of moving through an experience with my uh, co-host who uh, has moved from her little bitty kitty body to her great big infiniteness in the world and in the universe. And uh, if you remember last week, um, or actually two weeks ago, the show that we re-aired in memory of Miss Lillaroo uh, was called Animals Are Not Crackers. <laughs> and uh, last week I gave you a little bit of a taster about this week's show. We did talk about nourishing your body, self, and soul last week. If you want to pick that podcast up anytime you desire, it's there for you. And it kind of feeds into, pun intended, <laughs> this week's conversation uh, because we were talking about what is the energy, what is the vibration, what is the essence of what you are consuming and and that is literally as well as uh, metaphorically. And that comes into play very much so when we are moving through the experience of death and dying. Um, there is still nourishment that is required, and there are different ways that we can be nourished and that we can offer nourishment to the person, to the soul, to the being who is making their transition and to their body. And that is part of what I want to explore today on our topic of a time to mourn. So it is an inescapable part of experiencing human, <laughs> that's how I like to say it, uh, that we must part with many who are dear to us or at least part with their physical presence in our lives. And yet, just because we can know that they are still with us in spirit, it is more than a minor adjustment for us to make. So how do we move through the transitional period after our loved ones leave their bodies, and even as they are leaving their bodies, um, without getting pulled into drama? Because there's a whole lot of that around this topic. So how do we mourn them in a way that truly honors and celebrates the contribution they have been to us? And how do we get to the joy of connecting with them, even though it feels... Mm, at least for a moment, like our heart is broken. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes it feels that way. Oh, so here's my disclaimer. I may have a really funny vocal range today because uh, this is still very tender for me, and yet it asked 
to be shared. And I do know Lily is right here with all of us, and she is such a huge part of this conversation. So I invite you to sit here with me, be here with me, with us. I know there are many of us all around the planet who are working through something like this or um, even exactly this in this moment. And I invite you to just be here, be with all of us. And when I say all of us, my all of us is referring to the many of light beings who are here with us to support us and to nurture and nourish us and offer us new perspectives on how we can be here and allow anyone else, especially those we love, to be where they require to be. So, lots of shaky voice today. (laughs) So please pardon my uh, falsetto range popping in every so often. Um, It is a little bit of a challenge to say with a straight voice, (laughs) and yet I'm not not really worried about it. It's just sort of part of what puts a little bit of seasoning on this conversation. So so here we go. So if you did not know Lily, she, um, if you haven't met her yet, (laughs) she is a galactic force to be reckoned with. And she brought for nine years in in this particular incarnation of Miss Lillaroo, she brought me amazing insight, awareness, and some frustration <laughs> at times, <laughs> as any good relationship will do. Um, we tried and tested many ways and many possibilities together. And when I started my radio show near the end of 2014, she was right there with me, and she was dubbed my honorary co-host, because in fact she she is and was, or was and is, my co-host very much so. She was an enormous part of the creation of many things in my life, and certainly the radio show, our first show was called Living Well, and um, she was very much a part of co-creating that. And we just had a standard of doing shows together, and she was always physically near me. So usually we would sit on uh, this ottoman that I have as we were doing the shows, and um She was always right there, and I don't know that there is any show from the period of time that I started through, let's see, two two incarnations now, or reincarnations of the show over the last five years. Um, I don't know that there's any show other than last week's show that uh, you don't hear Lily putting in her two cents worth. (laughs) And that's just part of the deal. That was part of our, our... how we were, and um, she knew she had total permission to to do that because she was, in fact, a co-creator of that show. So she was always there, and even when she was uh, laying next to me, seemingly conked out, you know, <laughs> she was very much a part, an active part of creating those conversations. And I got quite accustomed to having her right next to me in a physical sense. Um, so over the last three years, we've done a lot of moving, and, and literally so. We've moved into um, 
I think, four or five different locations, which has been, needless to say, in many ways, literally and figuratively, quite an adventure. And um, Lily was right there, as were my uh, my my crew of um, my ferals, and I call them mine, but <laughs> they they've come to me, and I get to I get to be their human for now. Um, but I have been so blessed and am so blessed that I get to play with feral cats um, as one of the the big things I get to do in my life. And um, so we've all done everything we can do to stay together, respectively speaking. And um, and I was honored that they were willing to choose that with me for this time. So uh, we landed just these last few months ago in our newest place. And uh, we've been working through some new arrangements. And that has been that we've all been inside together. So at this point, that meant that there were me and three of us, three of my fur babies inside. And there was, you can imagine, there were some adjustments. It wasn't any outright, you know, bickering, fighting or or dispute. Um, but it was it was an adjustment because we all have our way that we be in our space and we all have the space that we require and, and the space that we be. So when we're choosing to share a space, a little bit more intimate type of space, um, there's a few adjustments that come with that as well. So I had been perceiving some of the subtleties um, that were kind of letting me know that uh, Lily was, she was getting getting to the place where she was kind of like, I, I think I'm ready to choose to move out of this body. And, and I had been paying attention I wasn't making a big deal out of it, but um, but about four weeks ago now, um, it's very quickly just it turned into okay, I'm I'm really ready. So, uh, and she was like, this body is not really up to par anymore, and I I really I'm just at a point that I could I could do something different. I could do with a new model. <laughs> so so I um, started to do what. I needed to do. However, I went through a little bit of a, a blip of my own because part of her body letting us know that it was really needing to change uh, involved her urinating in different places, which was not like her at all. And I will tell you, I will share this, in, even though I still have a bit of a charge around it, only because, you know, sometimes when we want to believe we're really advanced in our enlightenment and in our evolutionary process, (laughs) things will pop up to let us have a little bit of a notice that um, we might still have some places we could work on things. And so (laughs) that was certainly the case. When the urination started in different locations, which were particularly the bed (laughs) and places that I typically sit, and we can make up all kinds of stories about that. And yes, that could be an interesting conversation to explore. And I actually took it very personally for a few moments. Um, well, for really a few days. And um, and I didn't really ask a whole lot of questions when it started to happen <laughs> in those 10 seconds. So I kind of got into my shit for a short little bit. And then... I chose to get over my shit <laughs> and tap back in to 
some questions. And I started to ask, okay, what's really going on here? Because I knew it was more, it was about way more than literally um, Lily choosing to, to, you know, shoot her middle paw up at me, her middle paw finger, <laughs> her middle toe pad. <laughs> so, so we were at that point, and when I was finally willing to let go of my barriers, let my barriers down around all of that, um, it really was about, okay, this we need to shift gears, and it's time. So over the course of... Um, Oh, about 10 days. Um, she gradually was requiring less food. And um, I want to say about the eighth day, she actually stopped drinking water. And um, it was rough. It was rough to watch her body. It was rough to witness her body going through its process and we will talk a little more about this after the break, but it was a challenge. And I knew that part of my resistance had been about really not wanting to witness it because I just knew that there was going to be some challenge for me. And so I came to have a lot of awarenesses <laughs> A lot of realizations, and um, and once, of course, she went off of drinking water. It only took a couple more days, and because you know her body was at that point. Um, but I will say, it it is not for the faint of heart <laughs> um, to be a witness to to choose the witnessing of this. And one of the things that I got, thank you, Lily, and thank you, Lily's body, uh, one of the big pieces that really started to resound for me um, through this experience was that we have so little honoring of bodies in this process of dying that um, bodies are really asking for more acknowledgement and support, and not necessarily to end the suffering. And I'm doing air quotes when I say that it's not a. It's not that they're asking us to end suffering that it might appear they are going through. Um, it's actually for something different, and that was a huge piece um, that really came through with this experience with Lily. And um, of course. I have had the honor of being uh, asked to be that witness for a number of the animals and a few of the people that I have known. And I never quite had it so clearly as I did with Lily with this uh, experience. And so that is part of what uh, created the cosmic juice for this topic and um and that is part of what brought me to this point today. And um, Lily made her transition in a way that was so empowered and empowering all at the same time. And, of course, even to the last moment with her body, 
um, she was exampling and um, demonstrating and teaching, just offering, you know, amazing, amazing information, amazing example of wisdom and consciousness and the tenacity of spirit that we can have and the tenacity of choice, you know, our tenacity to keep using through a process. It's really pretty major um, in the creation of our lives. So, uh, wow. So thank you for letting me share all of that. And that brings us to today as we talk about a time to mourn. And I just want to let you know, we really are exploring, and, and this is our invitation to you, is to really explore a different perspective of this topic. Um, it doesn't have to be heavy and awful and painful and horrible. It does not have to scar us for life. It does not have to end anything um, other than the quite literal aspects of the physical arrangements. But um, but there is a whole lot more. And I also desire in this in this exploring, in this time we have together, for us to even tap into more of our awareness and, and see what else bubbles up. Um, so I have some things I'm going to share from, from this experience, and I invite you to bring your questions to the conversation as well or your insight um, if this is something that you have gone through and you have some some bits of wisdom you want to throw into the mix here. Uh, you are welcome to join us live or send your comment through the chat. You don't have to come on the air live and, and speak out loud. You can contribute however you like. And if you're listening to this um, when it's uh, in podcast form, you know, at any point and um, something sparks an idea, an awareness for you, you're always welcome to send uh, that to me through email or through the Facebook Messenger for my page. It's uh, KeishaClark.live and email is Keisha at KeishaClark.live. So, so on that note, let's take a little break. I'm going to take a breath and um, wipe my face off a little bit here. <laughs> and uh, and then we will continue with A Time to Mourn. And, and it's actually a celebration uh, for us to get to. So Lily and I will take a moment. Let's all take a breath. You are listening to Aligning Divine with all of us here on the Inspired Choices Network. And we will be back in just a moment. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. 
professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world, knowing your voice matters, and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. <laughs> we are back and forward to the next segment of Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network. And I'm just having a moment of gratitude for cotton clothing, uh, tissues, and the mute button. <laughs> so that makes me laugh. Uh, and I'm also having immense gratitude um, just so gratefully feeling and receiving the love and support in the chat room. Thank you, amazing ones. You are my my dear friends, and I am honored to count you among those. And I know that um, each of you have been on this journey with me, have been a part of this journey with me, and I thank you for that. And um, And I know that I could not express my gratitude it, it's beyond words for your acknowledgement of lily and your contribution to her and to us in our journey um, in the parts that each of you have been a part of so thank you each and every one of you and thank all the listeners who have um who have acknowledged lily <laughs> it's really cool you know as this was going on i was thinking about uh, different, of course, you think about a lot of things, but one of the things that really came into my awareness too was, you know, people around the world knew her and, and connected with her, and that's kind of cool for this little bitty kitty body, you know. <laughs> um, was such a, an immense um, being, an immense spirit, um, you know, for her to to have influence around the world and that is just really cool to me so so ah as we get into our conversation here um talking about a time to mourn um <laughs> thank you christine <laughs> talking about a time to mourn and normally this has been um you know, when we say those words, a time to mourn, we kind of get very solemn and very uh, sullen in many ways. And um, and I get that. And, you know, if you look at the etymology of the word mourn and the word uh, grief or grieving, both of them have a lot to do with uh, feeling sorrow or regret to long after, to to be missing. Um, it's It's really about sorrow and remorse and and a longing and, and an emptiness or a wanting and and to me 
while I've definitely done that, <laughs> I haven't really chosen that in my life, um, partly because that was really what was modeled to me. So, you know, I didn't, it, it's not, it, it, it was choice, but it was also, it was what I learned. So it was kind of the habit in in large part um, for the first however many years of my life. And as I have gotten into my my wisdom, <laughs> um, what I've noticed is that doesn't really change anything. You know, the the sorrow, the grief, the the mourning, the way it is typically done, it's not really changing anything. It's not changing the energy. Now, for some people, that's perfectly fine because there's all kinds of stories around, you know, what is supposed to be done and how we are supposed to feel and behave when someone makes their, their transition. And... I get that and I honor those stories because we all have what works for us or what seems to be working for us at whatever time. So this is in no way to tell you how you're supposed to do it, (laughs) quote unquote. Um, What I noticed was for me, I would have rather, like my organic preference, what was normal for me was actually how do we shift this? And that's really what I was looking for in many of the years, you know, that I was experiencing uh, people's transition, people making their transition, and other creatures making their transition, um, was how do we shift this? Because yes, we have all of this emotion coming up, and and all of this awareness that's sort of tapping on our on the door of our consciousness or the door of our existence, you know. Um, and really, I maybe could say the door of our cognitive mind. <laughs> I think that's more accurately what it is. Because it, part of what I really noticed this time in this experience with Lily um, was that there were it was easy to just sort of trigger certain thought processes or certain thoughts about this that brought in, that sort of opened the door to emotional phases and my awareness was really tapping on the door of my cognitive mind. And part of what, for me, part of this this body of work that I do and who I be here on this planet is about bringing more of our awareness into our cognitive process and into our cognitive brain, in our cognitive mind. So it's really about... In these moments of intensity, our wisdom, our consciousness, our awareness, our, you could even say our higher self, our soul, is actually tapping on our cognitive mind to get our attention and, uh, and actually invite us. And in some, time, in some cases, it might feel like <laughs> drag us kicking and screaming into a new awareness about this, a new perspective for us to be able to see what is happening and and process what is happening, okay? Because it's it's not just a mental process. It really that isn't the point of being on this planet and and having a creature body. If it was, what would be the point of having a body, right? So 
that's a conversation <laughs> that we'll put on the docket for another time. So one of the things um, that really started to shift and come in and, and <laughs> tap on that door, if you will, um, was the distinction that in large part is not really being made and, and acknowledged and honored um, between the being and the body when we're in the process of transition. And and yes, there's a very cool uh, sort of sister conversation to this about the birth process, and we'll get to that in another show. Um, however, if you're already into your awareness about it. Yes, just let yourself enjoy that. And so this distinction between the body and the being, um, for me, that's sort of a normal thing. But but in the conventional way that many people play, um, and in the way that it's kind of how we are taught, it's what we're modeled you know, to, to do and to be and how to be, the distinction is not really honored it's not really even acknowledged you know we tend to wrap up our identity as a person and so we sort of chuck the body and the being in there together and we don't really look at okay what is what is actually the part the being is doing and what are the parts that the body is doing and then what is the relationship we could actually co-create together and in the process of making the of the, the being and the body making their transition, the being is actually going to be leaving that body, and the body is making the the it's taking the steps, it's moving through the process of untangling or unconnecting, um, unmembering the being. And that's a big piece. Because if you think about it, us getting here with bodies, it takes a little more than a few minutes, right? There's a gestation process. So baby bodies get created over a period of linear time because there has to be all of these processes. Cells have to come together and then split and then reproduce and then they have to organize in different systems and different cells go here into the lungs and the heart and the kidneys and the brain and the bones and the muscles, right? So there's a process of that body being prepared to receive that energy of the being into the member, into the membrane, into the cellular structure, so in the process of transition and preparing for transition and moving through that, there is also equally important process that the body has to go through and the being, but there is that letting go. Now, does it always happen this way? Of course not. We know that there are the cases where we have instant um, tr instant transition, you could say, you know, whether that is through um, something that might involve more violence or uh, a quick collision of some kind, you know, that that just supports that body and that being to separate. Now, 
in that line of conversation, I would just offer this, that there is still some preparation that has gone on. And and there can also be the case that when that happens suddenly, what we would call suddenly, um, that some support could definitely facilitate that body and that being, even after the fact, um, because we know we can connect with them really no matter when or where. Um, there is some support that that could be a huge contribution to the body and the being to um, essentially let go of any of what we would call in this language um, the, the trauma, you know, of that separation if it happened suddenly. And, and if it was in the form of, um, you know, a gunshot or a, a fatal wound or a fatal collision um, of any kind, whether that was uh, auto collision or falling from a high distance, um, you know, uh, there's always contribution we can make. And so that is sort of another, this, this could be another part of this conversation. And I'm certainly happy to answer questions about it. However, with this particular process with Lily, um, that was not the case. She was able to have the space, we were able to have the space to allow her to move at her pace and allow her body to move at her pace. And it became so much more um, uh, some a point that was really in the forefront of this experience was the bodies really do... Uh, require support to do the letting go. And a lot of the way that that is typically done that I think most of us are used to is a lot of people who are in hospital or hospice situations, um, that's usually done with medication of some kind. That's sort of our way that we think we're supporting that. And yet, I've discovered something really different um, really throughout my collective experience with um, with witnessing and participating in the dying process uh, with different beings and different creatures. But it's, it's not necessarily that type of support that bodies really are asking for. So <clears throat> what I will offer you with this particular point is there is a, a very different way that we can support bodies to be um, letting go, to be preparing for that spirit to leave and and be free of that body and for that body to be free of that spirit. There are energetic processes that we can offer. There's really just you know, it doesn't even have to be that you know certain processes. It's more about being willing to be present, witness presently and consciously what is going on and stay out of any of the stories that what the appearance of that process might be triggering for us. Okay? So... When we are unmembering, we are allowing and, well, supporting, allowing, and contributing to the body and the being literally separating. The, the being is letting go and the body is letting go. And the cells can then 
clear of those energies, right? So what if this process of transition is a part of how we clear? You know, we come here and we have our lives and hopefully we're creating our lives. (laughs) We're not just passengers, you know, (laughs) to the experience. Um, But we come here and we're creating our lives, having our lives, living our lives. And, And what if we actually have the capacity when it's time for us to be moving on that we can clear whatever is required to clear from that lifetime. And of course, in the way that many of us on this platform work, we are acknowledging multiple lifetimes, multiple dimensions. We know that we can also clear that. And what if we could actually be consciously completing this lifetime with this body in a very different way, with much more of our consciousness intact. Yeah. Loving and appreciating my amazing teacher, Lilla Rue, and uh, with a massive contribution of Pearl and Mr. Basil. And we will have a bit more to share. (laughs) We're going to take another quick break, take a breath, and just sort of let this float in, you know. And again, I'm not asking or trying to convince you. I really invite you to just let this sort of permeate your world for a little bit. And what is your awareness? What are you actually really aware of? What do you actually know in your beyond cognitive knowing that is really really ready to come through and be more of a conscious part of your life and your creation. Yeah. So, okay. (laughs) All kinds of awesomeness going on in the chat. Thank you, everyone, for coming to play. And we're going to take a quick break here on the Inspired Choices Network. This is Aligning Divine. I am Keisha Clark here with Lily and my amazing crew today. And we're talking about a time to mourn. What if we could be doing that in a very different way? And we will be back right after this. Within each of us, there is a spark of the essence that gives rise to all that is in the universe. Are you ready to let it light up your life? Tune in to Aligning Divine Radio Show with Soul and Body Coach Keisha Clark for fresh perspectives and powerful tools to be aligning with your divine essence and living it every day. Join us for Aligning Divine Radio Show every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Aligning Divine Radio Show with soul and body coach Keisha Clark. To bring your question on the show, call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You may also email your questions or comments to Keisha at KeishaClark.live. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back and forward to this last segment for today's Aligning Divine here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm Keisha Clark. So, so grateful and honored to have you joining us and joining uh, me and Lily. And, um, you know, I just am so flippin' grateful we get to do this. And I thank you for being willing to even play with the possibility of a different perspective of today's topic, which is a time to mourn. So we're talking about that distinction between bodies and beings, really being something that our our bodies are asking for. And I get that the beings are asking as well, um, because, oh my goodness, in part, you know, for one thing, how much more ease could we actually be having with the process of making transition? Um, I mean, and I know that that sort of flips our brains around for some of us, you know, because it's like, no, that is supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be painful, you know, because it's you're losing someone. And and yes, in a way, we could say that. And And I invite you to put an and at the end of that. When you have those thoughts come up, when you have those feelings come up, I invite you to just put a big old all capital letters and, you know, that's going to be a way to sort of challenge what you know, right? And and what you think you don't know. Because what if you actually have awareness and a capacity to witness creatures, beings, and bodies in their process of transition, to empower them to make the transition in a way that actually allows them more freedom to choose, even greater as they move through their evolutionary process. Yes, what if we could be that contribution? And what if we could receive that contribution when it's our time? What if we could allow ourselves to know that it is possible so that when the time comes for us, we can actually allow our bodies and our beings to make that transition in a very different way. So another piece, uh, another awareness that uh, really came forward in my beautiful journey with Lily making her transition was um, the being tend, we, we go through this phase where the being is not always fully connected to the body. The body is working through the process and sometimes there are things that look like um, what we might phrase as a call for concern. Uh, so with Lily, her body, of course, in the in the early phase of this transition, um, she was still having some food and water, but she had, you know, it. Her body became very thin very quickly. Um, her ability, you know, her mobility was definitely affected, and so, it, firstly, it was rough to see her moving around in that way because it was so different. She was struggling to walk. Now, at any of these moments, my friends, 
it is very easy to trigger into the story of we have to do something to make it stop. And what I'm going to invite and challenge you to for this conversation is this is where the tenacity comes in for us as the witness. And our willingness to trust our knowing, our willingness to be connected and stay tapped in to what we know beyond our cognitive mind, this is where it gets very, um, it can be very challenging, but it also, it's vital that we are willing to be tapping into that. Now, even as I say all of this, there's no wrong way to do this, okay? This is not about you have to have a new protocol or a new process. It's not that. It's really about tapping into what you know and being willing to be in those moments and feel the pain and the difficulty and the challenge and the upset and the emotion and also feel the connection to the beyond cognitive choices, the beyond cognitive possibilities, the beyond conventional, the beyond linear processes. You must be present, be willing to be present with that. Now, some of us are. For some of us, that comes more easily for, for whatever reason. It might just be organic to our, our nature, our disposition, our temperament, or we may have kind of gotten to that point in our lives where we have we have really integrated that, okay? And for others of us, it's not going to be quite the ease that we would maybe want it to be. And yet, this is where trust comes in. Trusting your knowing. Trusting that you are connected. You can tap into that connection at any moment. And it does make a difference. You can access that information for yourself. That is a part of our lining up with our essence. That is a part of our tapping into it, reaching beyond the linear processing and into our wisdom and our consciousness and trusting that even though we might see before us a body that appears to be struggling, part of what is going on is the process that is sacred and holy process of letting go, the process of transition and transformation, and that too is part of the alchemy of our lives, the alchemy of the evolution of our spirit, of our being, the process of our tapping into greater and getting to the essence. So, yes, a big piece of this is having the presence and the awareness to be able to see what is happening beyond what it looks like. I will say that again. Part of the key to this, really, is being able to see what is going on beyond what it looks like. And that's a huge piece for us to work with. So we will say, (laughs) let yourself have generative memories and that is a way that you can 
support yourself to be moving through this, but you're also supporting the, the one who is making the transition. Let yourself have those generative memories. Be willing to tenaciously choose generative memories, whether that's memories that you literally have with them or just offering them joyful moments, joyful memories that you have, sharing that with them. You know, you can talk out loud to them or you can just, you know, talk in your mind with them. But that is one of the ways we can vibrationally shift what is going on. And we can also start consciously connecting with the being and allowing the reconfiguration of our relationship with them. Now, I invite you to listen to this show maybe a couple of times because part of what we are offering in today's show, it's a little more than here's a few steps to play with. (laughs) And this is something for you to be exploring. It's an ongoing process. Okay, Um, so as we are working through this juxtaposition of all of what is going on, we are actually, you know, it it is a process for us too because we are remembering or remembering, we're bringing those, those memories into our bodies. This process is also about allowing them to be letting go. But what if we could be doing that and trusting that it is supporting them. So again, being able to trust what you know beyond what it looks or feels like, beyond the stories of what the indicators are supposed to mean. So really when we come we come through all of this, really what we are witnessing is um the expiration of a being from a body. You know, the word inspiration has to do with bringing in the breath, drawing breath. To inspire means to bring in the breath, and to expire means to let the breath go. So we are letting the soul go. But we do not lose it. We never lose it. However, it is an important part for us to shift the relationship and to know that we can be with that soul, with that being in a different way. And that is part of our journey and our process and our learning. So we invite you to have yourself and give yourself permission to have this experience in a very different way. And if you require support, we are here. So please reach out. And in the meantime, may you be lining up with your essence and allowing it to support you. Thank you for being with us today, my friends. Thank you for listening to Aligning Divine Radio Show. Keisha Clark has more to share next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, and 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. And for now, she is cheering you on to create an awesome week of lining up with your essence and